What a great start to what is going to be a fantastic year at North Central University. Welcome to all of our freshmen, transfer students, sophomores, juniors, seniors, those that are in their late teens, those of you that are adult learners of all ages, we welcome all of you as students. Thank you staff that are here. Thank you for making everything function on this campus so that we can do what we need to do in places like this and in our classrooms. Faculty, thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for the investment that you've been making all summer, and now we're starting to get at it as our classes have begun yesterday and today. I have a question to ask you, and that is, what is the definition of discipleship? What does it mean to be a disciple? Another question I might ask is, what does it mean to be a student at North Central University, a Christian university? I think the answer to both of those questions is very similar. Think with me about the similarities of discipleship and being a college student here. I think of the familiar words of Jesus when Matthew records it in chapter 16, verse 24, and Mark also records this phrase, and Luke also records it, where Jesus says, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. It's a simple definition of discipleship. That is self-denial, taking up a cross, and following Jesus. Is it possible that those three components of discipleship have great application to you as students and to us as faculty and those that are staff, that basically all of us here that called North Central our community, that it applies to all of us? I think it does. Let's take them apart bit by bit. Self-denial. Being a disciple, a Christ follower, isn't without constant negotiating between my will and God's will and working it out so that my character is not defined by me always needing to have my selfish way. A genuine manifestation of a disciple of Jesus is a person who, who daily and hourly, maybe even minute by minute, is navigating life, navigating decisions and ambitions and dreams in such a way that I'm always saying, God, I want your will. I don't want my will. And by not only saying that statement, but by actively, intentionally doing things that I might not want to do, but I do because God is calling me to do those things that would be selfless. Philippians chapter 2, starting in verse 3, Paul writes, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. See, this is the definition of self-denial. Denying our selfishness and in order to serve God, in order to glorify God, in order to serve others. Verse 5 says, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as that of Christ Jesus. Self-denial. There's a second component of this concept of discipleship that I think applies to us. Taking up our cross. This phrase is understandable to us because we know what happened to Jesus. We know in hindsight that he was forced to carry a cross, and we know that he was crucified on that cross. 
But when Jesus made this statement to his disciples, his crucifixion had not yet taken place. So why would have he even used this as a, a metaphor? Perhaps his disciples hearing this knew exactly what he was talking about. He was talking about that, that form of execution that Rome had perfected with great intimidation and great inhumanity to keep the masses under their control. Perhaps each of those disciples had actually witnessed one of these violent, inhumane forms of capital punishment. And if so, they would understand that Jesus was communicating a metaphor for hardship, a, a metaphor for difficulty, a metaphor for suffering that Taking up one's cross could very well be an indication of one's death for Christ. And though today we don't anticipate having to literally one day carry a cross to our crucifixion, we understand it as a metaphor. And every day as 21st century disciples, we, we embrace our cross, we carry our cross, we do hard things, we pick up heavy responsibilities, we step up into fulfilling inconvenient requests, and we even handle unfair demands placed upon us. This is the cross we bear as disciples. We step up to do what's difficult. And so why is this part of discipleship? It's because... As followers of Jesus, as Christians, as disciples, we are called to employ the uniquely specific kind of leadership that is defined by the life of Jesus, which we call servant leadership. And by that very definition of the word servant, means that our leadership means to pick up a cross. As students, you are in a leadership development program here at North Central University. Your ability to pick up the leadership cross four years from now, <clears throat> five years from now, ten years from now, will be predominantly determined by how you pick up the cross now as a student here at North Central. We pick up our cross for Jesus because it mimics what Jesus did for us and when we say, oh, it's a cross I must bear, it's a real indication that we understand what it means to follow the Lord. Taking up our cross is the way of Jesus. Paul goes on in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, he says, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as that of Christ. And he defines what it is in verse 6. Who, being in very nature God, like he was God, he never ceased not to be God, he did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking on the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Jesus tells us that discipleship is all about denying ourselves, taking up our cross, and following him. What does it mean to follow Jesus? Well, when we say that we are following Jesus, we are assuming that we are keeping Jesus within eyesight. That this mission is so critical that our literal discipleship demands that we keep constant focus on the example that Jesus gave for us in the life that he lived and the death that he died and the ascension that he arose to and how he poured out his Holy Spirit for us to be encouraged and strengthened. 
I like how the writer of Hebrews says this in chapter 12, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. That's discipleship right there. A race that has been marked out for each of us that demands perseverance. How do we do that? Verse 2, fixing our eyes on Jesus the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, for the joy that lay behind the cross, beyond the cross, he endured such pain, scorning its shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne. So consider him. Consider him. Remember him. Never forget him. Never take your eyes off him. Consider Jesus who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Discipleship is difficult. Discipleship is challenging. And because of this, discipleship has lots of distractions and lots of discouragements along the way, which is why the writer of Hebrews states so instructively, throw off the sin that so easily entangles. Listen, sin is not always the specific cause of every difficult thing in your life, but rest assured, sin is not a friend to the discipleship journey. So throw it off, repent of it, confess it, tell a brother, a sister, someone trusted, and, and, and have God help you deal with the sin that can easily entangle you, that can easily entangle all of us. We need to run with perseverance, the, mark, the race marked out for us. As a freshman, you have a four-year race ahead of you. You're going to make it. As sophomores, you have three years of this race. Juniors, you've got two more years in this race. Seniors, you've got two semesters left of this race. But I'm here to tell you, when you finish the North Central race, it's the beginning of another race. Because the discipleship race, the discipleship journey never ends until we're finally with the Lord. So be encouraged it's a challenge, but we can do this as we not lose heart by keeping a focus on Jesus. So becoming a disciple, I think it's a lot like being a student at North Central. In this academic convocation, we, with our advanced degrees and donning our, our intimidating regalia, these robes, uh, there's a, an appropriate hint of some pomp and circumstance in this chapel as we begin our academic year. This more formal way of expressing worship to the Lord is a way of encouraging you, challenging you to rise to the occasion, to what will be an educational journey that is going to demand the very best of you because there'll be days of discouragement. There will be days of distraction because it's not easy. It's not cheap. If this was easy, everybody would be here, but not everybody's here because it's not easy. And it is challenging. In another formal setting, after you have run your race at North Central University, we will put our regalia back on again. And you will wear your own form of regalia, a cap and a gown. And you will receive your diploma signaling, proving that you engaged in the educational discipleship journey. You succeeded. You got to the end of that leg of the race. Why? Because you practiced self-denial. When you wanted to not have to study and you didn't want to write that paper, you said no to self. And you said, I'm going to write that paper. I'm going to study for that test. 
When the alarm went off in the morning and you wanted to hit the snooze button again, you said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to skip class. I got plenty of skips. I'm not going to skip. I'm going to be there. When other friends of yours might be showing signs of disengagement in chapel, you said, I'm not going in that direction because I know that as I keep my eyes fixed on Jesus, chapel being one of those ways to keep my eyes on Jesus, you will be pursuing him and God will be showing up in your life preparing you for successes not just here but successes in your future. You will succeed because you're smart and you are discerning about life, and you are discerning about career, and you are discerning about ministry. There's going to come days when you are going to be challenged, and you are going to be in over your head, and you're going to be unfairly treated, and you're going to be in situations where you're not going to know what to do, but because you understood the nature of the relationship between discipleship and academic education, and as a result of practicing self-denial, you will be strengthened. God will give you the strength to carry whatever cross you need to carry and he will help you as you follow him as you never take your eyes off of him you will know that whatever happens in your future whatever you have to face because of this academic journey that you leaned into you will know that you are ready for whatever comes your way listen there is absolutely no limit to what God can do in the life of a fully devoted disciple of Jesus and when that disciple is armed with a diploma from North Central University and maybe even a master's degree, four plus one, come on. Because of this academic discipleship that you leaned into, you will have no limits except what is the will of God. Other people might will a limit upon you. You might from time to time with your own will limit your own potential. But you will only be limited by God's will. And when you're limited only by God's will, you will do more than what you ever thought you possibly could do in this life in which God has called you to do great things. You're going to succeed because you properly took up your cross. What does it mean to take up your cross as a student in North Central? Well, there's lots of applications as simple as this. You go from 100-level classes to 200-level classes to 300-level classes to 400-level classes. And in your senior year, you take two graduate courses in the 4 plus 1 program. You embrace the grind of increased academic challenge. You see, this educational discipleship experience is meant to push you to your limits so that you can discover just how smart you are. Some of your greatest learning, some of you already know this, has come as a result of a failed assignment. Like if you're getting 100% on all your assignments, it doesn't mean you're learning anything. It's when you recognize where you made errors and you make those course corrections, that's where the learning begins. So don't be afraid of failure, as has already been mentioned this morning. See, taking up our crosses, similar to bodybuilding or mastering a sport or working on a relationship, uh, if it wasn't difficult, it wouldn't be important. But it is important, and so it has to be difficult. It's kind of like food prep. How many mac and cheese foodies out there? I mean, you love mac and cheese. I started make, I, I made mac and cheese the old school way. Had to put the noodles in a pan and boil them. Had to put the powdered cheese in. I mean, I had to measure out the right amount of water. I mean, you guys, it's all self-contained. Just pop it in the microwave. Good to go. 
I love a good mac and cheese as much as anybody else. But if I had my druthers, I'd rather go to Fogo. Or Ruth, you know, Ruth Chris. I'd rather go there. I'd rather go to Pittsburgh Blue. But that kind of food prep is not like making mac and cheese. Taking up our cross refers to things that are involuntarily thrust upon us. Often we're surprised by it. We're, we didn't intentionally sign up for this. And you might be wondering, well, Dr. Graham, I intentionally signed up to come to North Central University. And I know that's right. And Jesus intentionally signed up for the cross. Philippians 2.8, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and he became obedient to death, even death on a cross. You see, from the foundations of the earth, from before time as we know it even existed, God existed in triune form. And in God's omniscience, Jesus knew exactly what his assignment was going to be 2,000 years ago. Yet as it was going down in the Garden of Gethsemane, in his human frame, he cries out, Father, is there any other way to accomplish what needs to be accomplished for the salvation of the world? Let this cup pass from me, but not my will. Your will be done. And with capillaries bursting below the surface of his skin because of such intense stress, Luke tells us his sweat was like great drops of blood. Even in your intentional willingness to be at North Central, you will find yourself at times experiencing stress of university life, the stress of academic challenges, the stress of young adulthood, just know this, it's very normal. It's not just you. In fact, we who wear these robes continue to face our own intense stresses of adulthood in our marriages, in our parenting, with our aging parents, financial downturns, all of that. We still have this. And so all the more reason to get to the last point of this recipe for being a disciple, which is probably the most important, and that is simply follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. What does it mean to follow Jesus as a student at North Central? I don't think there's a more fundamental question to reflect on, and the answer is just simply this. Don't get distracted. Don't get distracted. Distractions come in the form of temptation. They come in the form of sin. They come in the form of things that are good, but they're not best. They come in the form of romance, which is a great thing to happen, but it can distract you from the greater thing that God has you for. Timothy Keller echoes the words of St. Augustine when he says this, When Jesus is our highest love, all of our other loves fall properly into place. But when any other love becomes our highest love, eventually all of our loves fall apart. So the great call on the human life is to pursue a journey that infuses us with supernatural life. It's called discipleship. Welcome to the journey. And together, this year, let's all follow Jesus.